Building a marketing budget from scratch is one thing. Going about revising and refining an existing budget between years is a whole different story. That's what's on tap for today. I'm Chris Manley. This is the Ingenious Podcast. Welcome to the Ingenious Podcast. Good to have you along with us. Today, we're talking refining your marketing budget. How do you go about analyzing your marketing budget from year to year and setting it up for success? To help us answer those questions, we're once again joined by Corey Radford, Director of Accounts at Ingenious. Welcome, Corey. Thanks again for having me, as always. Yeah. So on our our last episode, we talked about building your marketing budget. But let's say you're not new to this marketing budget thing and you have one, but you need to refine it for the upcoming year. You know, what do you do now? How is this different? Let's kind of get into that today. I'm, I'm excited to kind of continue that conversation forward. Yeah, me too. Got a couple of things I'd like to talk through on that topic. And then I'm probably going to point some questions back to you too, as a CEO who's done this for, for quite a while as well. So excited to chat through it. Awesome. So I, I guess let's start from the, the very beginning. I'm a big fan of kind of taking things down to the core of kind of, you know, why do you do this? Why, why is something happening? And so, you know, it may seem elementary to, to go into this, but I think it's helpful for the overall conversation. So why do you need marketing? You know, let's just kind of do a refresher on why marketing is needed. Yeah. So again, the point of marketing is to make potential customers aware of your brand and and just make sure that you stay out in front of them. Yeah. And and so, you know, it, it drives people to your brand. It, you maintain brand awareness with people. So, it, you know, those are very important things. So I guess, how do you know whether or not it's working? Yeah, I love that question. And this is something I get to talk through with man, a myriad of, of different businesses almost on an everyday basis. Really, how do you know if it's working? That goes back, I think, a little bit to goal setting when you start a marketing initiative. And so the great thing about digital marketing specifically is the amount of data that you collect. And we talked a little bit too in the last podcast that no longer are we in, when you talk about marketing, no longer are we in an environment to where we're just blindly throwing spaghetti at a wall and trying to see what sticks with as much data that's out there now, once we set goals and and KPIs on what we want to try to accomplish over the course of a year, again, how do we know what's working? Well, we pull big chunks of data. We go back through, we look with the data that's available. We can get really granular to make sure that we're in front of the, on an ongoing basis, the audience that we want to be in front of. And then from a, a big picture like leadership, leadership standpoint within a company, you're trying to ask the question, Hey, did we hit our revenue goals? Did we bring in as many leads as we were trying to bring in? So another kind of word of caution with, with marketing, you have to really be careful about tinkering with it too much in, in terms of, you know, cutting it. I think, you know, we, we've gone through a period of, of, you know, economic uncertainty over the past few years. I think we've seen companies that, you know, have, have been all over the board, companies that have, drastically increase their marketing budget, some that have just stayed the same, some that unfortunately have cut their marketing budget, which I, I'm, I'm guessing is not really paying off too well for them right now. What, what, what's kind of your guidance when it comes to you know major shifts in your marketing budget? Yeah, we need, and what we try to encourage people for the most part is more of a long-term approach. Again, I just spoke a little bit about how much data there is with this. We need to look at big chunks of times in terms of results and and trying to figure out what direction to go in. But you're really not setting yourself up for success, though, unless we're we're given the marketing time to work. So it, it is bigger chunks of time. And I would say the other thing with with small businesses in general is that I think everybody feels the need to be the first to try to experiment with something or try it. And just my word of caution on that would be 
like, hey, let's let some of these really, really big players in the, in the industry and and in business try some of this stuff. And then once they see that it works, then then we can try to give it a go. There are a lot of avenues that I think you can dump a lot of money into that are still, again, I would use the word experimental and not proven. But at the same time, there is a lot that is proven that you can get a lot of great data behind that for small businesses, I feel like it makes sense to invest in on yeah. an annual basis. You know, like you said, it's important to to really see what's working. I think, you know, one thing that I, I've seen people do before is just, you know, taking a first look at something and just immediately slice something out of their budget because they say, oh, well, you know, well, that didn't work. And it's just some kind of, you know, emotional statement or it, it's just a generalized statement about it without really getting into the facts of, of if, if we tried something, what did you actually see from it? And then the other thing that I, I think I, I see a lot of companies not really digging into because typically the people that are setting this marketing budget, the same ones that are in, in part executing it and came up with the ideas for it are, are really analyzing, you know, did it really not work or did you have potentially poor execution? You know, I mean, I, I've seen a lot of companies do things from a marketing standpoint where they're, they're not used to doing it. It's the first time they've ever done it. They, they say they try it and get in there, but it, it you know, and, th- and then of course it flops, but they, they blame that on like, oh, well, that thing didn't work. But it's like, okay, well, you didn't really know what you were doing when you got into that. Did you do it the best way that you possibly could? You know, I, I think I think it's often helpful to, you know, do it three different times to see if you can be successful. You know, it, that could be three years. It could be three instances, you know, kind of give it give it more of a thorough shot as you're as you're getting into it. Yeah, I don't want to take it too granular, but I think it feels like Google often controls the world. Right. And yeah. even I get emails almost daily about some sort of opportunity for me to try Google ads, right? And here's a $500 credit. I probably have more conversations. Again, this is getting pretty granular though of Google's made it really easy for somebody that really doesn't know a whole lot about setting up a Google ad campaign to go spend a lot of money every month doing it. And so if you've had that experience and either you've tried it and haven't seen success or potentially had somebody else to try it, you're right. There are so many factors that could go into that because a lot of these platforms from a, a user standpoint are very easy to control. But like a Google ad campaign has so many different settings than you could augment to get different results that it is. It's a check and balance between making sure you've actually given it an opportunity to be successful and that you have the actual expertise in place to be able to do that. Yeah. So so how can you tell if it's working or not? You know, what, what are some of the things that you can do to figure out, you know, is how do we measure success? Is this actually working? Yeah. So how do we know if it's working? We it goes back to goal setting and what I mentioned a second ago. It is looking at big chunks of data. It is trying to figure out if we accomplish those, trying to figure out if there are any outliers in the market. I mean, we just went through a very, really, really big one, right? That there are some companies who have been doing marketing a certain way for a really long time that all of a sudden people started interacting different with stuff. So if there were any shifts, did we make those shifts? What came out of that? And then Chris, you kind of just hit on it too, though. It's in a lot of the conversations I have, if we drive traffic and drive more leads with people, the side of that that we really haven't hit on yet though, is like, Hey, do you have the capacity to be able, once you get that phone call to provide the same customer service and essentially like the same sales approach to those new people from a quantity standpoint that, that you did prior. So that's from a marketing standpoint, that's, it's not out of our control, but because sales and marketing should work really well together. Again, check out another podcast that we've talked about that, but that's where kind of the marketing stops and, and really the sales has to pick up. Okay. So, 
getting into the next step, you know, what happens when you have an existing marketing budget, but it's not accomplishing what you need? It's, it's not working with what you needed to do. So we'll be back in a moment with that. But first, a word from our sponsor. Thanks for listening to the Ingenious Podcast. We are a digital marketing agency helping clients connect with customers and develop business through strategic web design and tailored digital marketing services. Every business is unique, so we listen first to prescribe online marketing solutions developed for businesses. For proof of how we can improve your online presence and for more information on Ingenious, visit wepoweryourbusiness.com. And we're back. So what happens when you have an existing marketing budget, but it's not accomplishing what you need? So, you know, let, let's let's kind of dive into that, Corey. I, I think it's it's important to really kind of understand you, you've got this existing marketing budget. It's not quite fulfilling the goals that your organization has. You know, wh- where do you go from there? Yeah, I think the first step there is just trying to identify what what's failing. And again, what once you've given it a chance to be successful, if there's something that you've done two or three times that on an ongoing basis isn't successful, then again, I think it's Einstein that said that stupidity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result. Yeah. It's we've got to evolve. So just because it worked for the last five years and all of a sudden hadn't for the last two years, let's let's change course and and, and try to look at it or handle it potentially different. Now, does it have to be something that you you do completely differently or can you can you just you know tweak some stuff? Should you overhaul? You know, how do you make that call? Yeah, I think that, man, as we've evolved more into this digital world, again, like how people interact with social media is like a great a great example of this. Right. We are in a time period a couple of years ago that it felt like everybody was on it and and they changed their algorithm and some things changed. And, and now it's like a different audience is on it. So things are just moving so fast with technology that I think that digital marketing in particular and just regular marketing on an ongoing basis, probably more frequently than we've ever had to do. We're having to check ourselves and make sure that the people that we want to get in front of are actually still in the same place that they were three months ago. So, yeah, I mean, I think that from an expectation standpoint, we should be prepared to, to reevaluate that part of marketing probably more regularly now than we ever have. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that's something that obviously knowing where people are and, and knowing how to find people and, and really making those decisions of should you tweak it? Should you overhaul it? Where should you go with that? You know, the, the number one thing that helps with that is having expertise and experience with it. And so if you, you know, if you don't have that, you know, engaging so, you know people, whether they're outside your organization with, from within your organization that have experience and expertise in, in marketing, in digital marketing. Uh, obviously, if you have those people in your company, go for it. You know, oftentimes it takes bringing in outside folks to do this every, you know, to do this every day. And Corey, I guess the question for you is, you know, is is coming in and just helping you troubleshoot those things something that you can actually find? It is something you can find. And it's something that having some sort of third party audit for for something like this is a really, really awesome idea. It allows somebody that is not connected within your organization, again, that that probably has this expertise to be able to shine, shine some light on some things that, again, quite frankly, if you're doing something internal and your team's doing it, they're quite often just blinded by, again, historical data and, and the mindset that they've been in for however long they've been at your company, right? So yeah, third-party audit in a lot of cases is a great thing because it probably going to push you in some ways that you haven't been pushed, probably going to ask some questions that you hadn't thought about asking yourself in a while. And they're also probably 
again, if it's a marketing company or an expert, they're probably going to have access probably to some resources that that you might not have. So, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking even going through the budgeting process, you know, just bringing in that outside set of eyes to just take a look at it and and ask you some questions that you may not have thought of. Because, again, when when you're in in the weeds of doing this every day or or you're a director of sales and, you you know, you've got the same strategy you've been using all year, sometimes just having that outside perspective can can bring up some questions that you haven't had the, the opportunity to think of yet because you're you're seeing the same stuff all the time. Only other thing I, I think I would add to that, too, is that we with what COVID has done, forcing everybody to be online, just like we would continue to evaluate kind of where our audience is. I think we've got to continue asking the question now of are we actually like what are our differentiators? Right. How are we different than everybody else? If you gosh, two years ago, got every lead word of mouth or referral. And now we know that COVID has kind of pushed everybody more online than they've ever been. I think maybe if you're not asking the question now, like, hey, what do people think about my online presence? Like, does that adequately represent my brand? Then we need to be because that's I looked at a figure not too long ago and it's like upwards of 90 percent of people when they hear about your company, the first thing they're going to do is do a Google search and go try to find your website. So that has been the center kind of of your online world. And it is more important now than it's ever been. Yeah. And really, you know, knowing, knowing what your customer profile is, is vitally important. You know, as you think through your budget, are, are you allocating resources to where your customers are? I, I've seen companies at, at times where they, they just, you know, well, we've always done Facebook advertising and, and it really works. Well, if your audience is teenagers and your marketing strategy is to keep putting those ads on Facebook, well, that may have worked a long, long time ago. That's not where your audience is these days. Those demographics change over time. And so you've got to adjust your budget and your thought process of your planning to to go alongside that. So what is, you know, when it comes down to this, it it seems like, you know, I feel like we're a broken record in talking about this. But, you know, is your website still really at the core of your marketing? Is that, you know, is that really kind of the main thing to be thinking about and considering kind of the middle of what you're doing? It is. And the way that I describe that more often than not is that, Again, I've got I've got a, a a sales background, and the way that I think about it is that if your website's working how it's supposed to be, that is essentially like an online salesperson for you. I mean, it's again, it's it should be conveying the same message that that any of your salespeople convey, or that any of your accounts people w- would convey. And yeah, I mean, it really starts and ends with that, right? If that's not communicating everything that your audience needs, or from a brand standpoint, if that's not a cohesive experience when users get there. If they can't actually find a contact form or if they can't find the information about the services that you provide, then you're really selling yourself short. And again, I'm kind of a data geek when it comes to some of this stuff because some of these engage- engagement metrics are so interesting. But it's it's within, I think, less than two seconds. People form an opinion about your brand getting to your website solely based on the design. That doesn't even include content. That's just on design. And then... If they can't find what they need within about four to six seconds, then they're going to bounce and go somewhere else. So we don't have a lot of attention span. And yeah, what they find when they get there is vital to our success in 2021 and beyond. Yeah. And so, I mean, you could be spending all the money in the world on, on ads and other stuff that's driving people to the site. But if, if the site isn't effectively converting them, that may actually be your weak spot. They, you know, they, the ads may be working. You got to look and see what is, you know, where are you sending them? Is that, is it a place that's really going to get them to convert? Yeah, that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And something that unfortunately I don't think people think about as often as they should. 
So when, when it comes to budgeting, it, it sounds like, you know, you, you either have it fairly easy, meaning most everything's working, keep your plan intact, maybe add a, allocate a little bit for experimentation and then you're done, you know, or <laughs> on the flip side, you have some work ahead of you to fully build this out. Our advice to, to people that are that are in, in that zone is if you're under deadline for getting something submitted, you know, you're, you're trying to, to you know, just allocate this budget really fast, you know, leave a, leave a bunch of room for new things. You know, if you're having to work really quickly to put this together, you don't have time to really delve into all the details and fully assemble your marketing plan before your budgets do. You know, the, the truth of the matter is you, you, you may need to spend some time consulting experts in new ways of getting leads. You know, this, this is it depends on whether or not it's a big gap, meaning half or more of your marketing budget or, or even a small portion of your budget. You, you may need some help in, in really figuring those those pieces out. And so, you know, if you can leave some wiggle room in there, leave, leave some room for actually engaging some people to, to help you think through this a little bit more, even if it's just peers in the marketing industry to, to help you come up with, with what that needs to be. Yeah. Having some sort of checkpoint in there. And again, we've already talked about how quickly things have changed it in order to set yourself up for success. Yeah. We need, we need a little bit of a buffer there to when we see one of those shifts, we can, we can go where your audience goes. So, and then one of the other things I really want to make sure we, we mention is something that I often see left out of marketing budgets. I think so much attention within organizations and, and whether this is from the top down, whether it's because, you know, the, the marketing director's boss is the director of sales. So much is geared on new opportunities, new sales, you know, but oftentimes we forget to include marketing dollars in the budget for really wrapping your leads full circle. You know, how are you continuing to market to people? For, for new sales opportunities down the road, you, you likely get a lot of potential customers in your door that may not be an initial buyer. Likewise, you've got customers that are already customers that, that can be repeat purchasers of your product and services. How much of your marketing budget are you actually spending, you know, retargeting to them? And I, and I use that term loosely. It doesn't mean you have to use online ads for specifically retargeting, but how often are you going back to those people and putting in front of them why this is the brand that you should be working with? Is that, is that something you see a lot, Corey? It is. Yeah. I think a lot of people just get so laser focused on trying to find people that need what they offer right now. And if they're not in the active buying cycle and they don't want it now, then they don't necessarily know what to do with them. So, and I think that the amount of research that buyers are doing now on the front end before they ever contact you and, and just the way that the way that the buyer's journey is now, it's one that you're right. They might love your brand. Now might not be the, the right time. A year and a half might be down the road. And if we really want to capitalize on the investment that we're making in marketing, then we need to work in some sort of way to stay top of mind to that audience until they are ready. So yeah, that's, I think that a lot of times that is a part of marketing and essentially it's, it's not a warm lead, but it is still a lead that, yeah, that people just kind of forget about. Yeah. And so, you know, I think this goes along with a lot of the things we've talked about today that, you know, so many of these things, you know, as, as far as new ideas, they really assume that you're not satisfied with what's coming in the door right now. You know, marketing helps you primarily maintain or grow your prospective customers. Also, you know, some people call them leads, some people call them prospects, no matter how you consider them. You know, marketing really helps you by maintaining that that stream of customers that's coming in or growing that. And so you as a business have to figure out what are your goals? Is, is your goal to grow by 5% next year or 25% next year? Because those are very, two very different things. And at the end of the day, as long as marketing is supporting bringing in the prospective customers that, that help your business reach its goals, then you're doing a good job. You don't need to feel like I'm missing out on some stuff. 
unless you decide, hey, we actually do want to grow a little bit more than that. We, we want that. That's part of our long term goals. I, I think it's important to make sure your, your marketing really does align with what are the goals of the business, what's the goals of the ownership and the management of the organization. Today, we've talked through refining your marketing budget. You know, start by assessing what what you're marketing to get. What what are you trying to actually get in the door? Is it is it new customers? Is it keeping customers on the boat? Is it recurring purchases? What are you actually trying to market for? The next step is measure your progress. What's working, what's not. Really dig deep into that and try to figure out why because it may be that the the ads you're running are actually working, but the website that you're directing people to isn't actually converting anyone. It's not convincing people that you are the right place for that good or service. Then you got to fill in the gaps for things that aren't working. You may have one or two things. You may have a lot of things, you know, and then don't forget about your existing customers or folks who take a little bit more time to become customers. That, that's a key audience that you don't want to miss out on. And then last but not least, get some outside perspective. Talk it through with experts. Just getting that second set of eyes on what you're doing from someone who's not living and breathing this day in and day out is incredibly beneficial to, to pushing you on the questions that you really need to be asking. You know, that's something even with our own marketing, it's helpful to, to talk with other people outside of the organization uh, to get some perspective because they're going to ask some tough questions that, that we forget to ask sometimes. So these steps should help set you up for success with your year ahead. This is the Ingenious Podcast. Thanks for joining us. The Ingenious Podcast team includes TJ DeLucia, Samantha Wagner, and yours truly. Our theme music was composed by Joseph McDade. This is Chris Manley. See you next time, everybody.